Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metal smithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hola. Today we're chatting with Joyce Barr, who semi-retired and moved to Panama from Chicago and is now in David, Panama. David is the capital of the Cherokee province. On the Pacific coast of Panama, it's one of the largest cities in Panama with a population of about 193,000, but it isn't as densely populated as most other cities its size, and there are very few buildings over five stories tall. The low population density and lack of skyline give David a small town feel. It is a financially stable city with a dominant middle class and a very low poverty index and unemployment rate. David is also centrally located. It is about a 45-minute drive from both the mountain town of Boquete with its coffee plantations and vibrant expat community and the beach town of La Barqueta and the majestic Volcan Baru, the country's highest peak and the town of Volcan are about an hour away. Gil would arrive in a place like David and exclaim that she has just seen civilization. <laughs> Not because she noticed great museums and theaters, but because she noticed all the familiar stores. There are about a dozen large supermarkets, 10 auto dealerships, six appliance and electronics stores, four department stores, three furniture outlets, two theaters with movies in English, a price smart similar to Costco, and a do-it center, similar to Home Depot. What are you saying? That I'm a shopaholic or something? I don't know, Gil. What do you think? <laughs> oh, right. And now Gil will tell us a little about our guest. So Joyce Barr describes that she's currently living an expat lifestyle in Panama. 
She is a lifelong entrepreneur who took early retirement in 2018 at the age of 62, following more than 40 plus years in both corporate and nonprofit service. She's a graduate of the University of Iowa. She received a paralegal certificate and later earned a master's in public administration from California State University, Dominguez Hills. Having started her career as a paralegal, she also worked in sales and as a management consultant, among other positions. In 1996, she formed a community-based nonprofit housing corporation, serving as its CEO and founder for 20 years, producing 200-plus affordable housing units. Well, you go. She now operates a retirement lifestyle coaching and tour enterprise. Wow. Specializing in assisting retirees for those wanting to explore retirement abroad, living as an expat. So she's lived in Panama for almost four years now, including Panama City and Bocas del Toro. Also a certified coach with her company Blast Tours and Coaching, which provides a unique personal experience through online coaching, resources, and support to those who desire to create an affordable yet stylish life overseas. Joyce enjoys traveling, the scenic outdoors, relaxing in a hammock with a delightful (laughs) book, poker, now I don't know how that fits in, and serving others. Her motto, it's never too late to live your best life. You can follow Joyce on Instagram. Her account is at BlastBoomer, that's one word, and her site is BlastBoomer.com. All right. (laughs) Gil and Jean, I mean, is that me? That, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's you, baby. <laughs> Hi, Joyce. Welcome to our podcast. As you may know, we recently covered Boquete, and we learned David is the place to go for fun things, home necessities, in addition to its beautiful scenery. Gil and I love your motto. It's never too late to live your best life, and we want to hear all about it. So you left the windy city for warmer climates. Why Panama? Well, Jane. You know, Panama is is really one of the top. And, and first of all, let me just thank you and Gil for having me oh, to talk about Panama, my journey and, and the new lifestyle that I'm creating for myself here. When I left the States, it was a deliberate choice after, you know, a few years contemplating. I actually didn't put the plans together until, you know, maybe six months out that I actually pull the plug. But having been born and raised in Chicago, graduated high school, I never returned. I never returned. I bebopped all around, all around and got to the point where I said, you know, that's not another American city I really want to relocate to. Atlanta did that. L.A. did that. Seattle, it's okay. It's just too expensive. I couldn't live independently there the way I would want to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had always, since I was a young girl that I can remember, wanted to live abroad, wanted to live outside the U.S. So I started giving that some thought, did a little research, went on a couple of tours. So you left Chicago at a very early age. Yeah, I left Chicago right after high school, went to Iowa. That's how I ended up at Iowa. I was one of the few of us. There was a few of us on campus back in the late 70s, but, uh, you know, that, that really puts a date stamp on me. So anyway, after I graduated college from Iowa, I, I landed in California where my mom had relatives. So I went to Los Angeles where I got my professional start. 
as a legal secretary, a paralegal, got off into sales. And then I bought my first home in Riverside County on my own. Wow. Wow. I got into county government (laughs) and hit the glass ceiling, Riverside County. You know, because I had my master's degree in pocket, right? So I was ready. But once I hit the glass ceiling, I eventually got humbled and had an epiphany and ran into Habitat for Humanity and joined their board to help them build housing for families that really need low-income housing. Mm -hmm. One thing led to another. The CEO founder, Millard Fuller, he, he just gave such a passionate speech that, you you know, I followed him to America's Georgia. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I sold my home in Riverside, kicked oh, my man. feet off in the dust and said, bye, California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we volunteered for Habitat for Humanity and we painted some homes, although we haven't done that in a while. But I've been thinking about doing it again. I want to do the construction side. And so, you know, that's Jimmy Carter's favorite pet. Project, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. That was great. Do you know of an older gentleman's can still swing a hammer like Jimmy? Oh, yeah. oh. So, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Just incredible. I worked for Habitat full time for about not even a year. It was mm-hmm. it was less than a year, but I, I managed to get with another nonprofit and got off into what was called housing and support services for the nation's farm workers, you know, the legal farm workers. I ended up becoming a housing developer and it's been great. When I moved from Americas, because, you know, after a while I did move from Americas, it was just a really a small town. And then I moved to Atlanta. And so that's when I formed the nonprofit, started seeking grant funds to, you know, to build the nonprofit. And then I came back to South Georgia where it was really needed and started building apartments. So I did. I managed to build a couple of hundred apartments across three cities. Wow. I provided consulting and lent my experience and capacity to emerging nonprofits so that they can continue to do housing in their communities. But after 20 years doing that. I'll bet. That's good work. That is good work that you've done. And I managed to survive it. So health, health still intact. I said, let's get out. Let's get out. Yeah, it's time. Is that when you went to Panama? That's when I went to Seattle. I went to Seattle because the 20, what, um, 16 elections was looming. And oh I goodness. went to South Georgia and I ran to Seattle. <laughs> and eventually I did a little expat stint in Canada. I went to Victoria during the, you know, early 20 months of 2017. So that's when I really started getting my feet wet as an expat, came back to Seattle just for another minute because it just didn't feel right for me to be there. I'm I'm very independent and I couldn't live in Seattle on my own. Mm -hmm. Love my family to death, but you know, it's, you have to be independent. So I managed to sell the house finally because when I first took off, I just took off. I left the house. I said, it's time to go. The house house where in in Georgia? I I had a home in South Georgia. So, Uh so this is my second home. Right. This home I built my myself. I said, if I can build apartments, I can build me a home. <laughs> so, so I did a lakeside home, Lake Seminole. Wow. You know, I, I chased that dream hard. I had yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. weren't afraid. Good for you. You know, I mean, I, I put career above family and, and personal life to, to a degree, to a large degree. All in all, I got to a point I realized 
it's time to move abroad. You always wanted to, so let's yes. do it. So 2018, I did. I put the little stuff that I had left. I put it in storage in Orange County. So I'm st- I'm back in Orange County at this point. <laughs> Orange County, California. That's what the storage is. Oh my goodness. Oh my. So let's let's get you to Panama. Yeah. So from there, I'm in Panama now. So I left. Uh, it'll be November, November 2018. I came to Panama. So it'll be four years next month. I came and, to Panama. And did you know anybody in Panama? No. How did you, this is what I need to know. So you went to Canada, but then that's a bit of a leap to Panama. Why right. Panama? That's what we want okay. to tell our audience. Panama, because Panama offers the most attractive retirement visa, hands down. Oh, okay. okay? Hands down. The distinguishing characteristics is it's a, it's a once and a go. Once you get your permanent resident card, you good. You good for life. You only need not be out the country more than 24 months. So if you're out the country more than two years at a time, you forfeit your residency. Otherwise, that's it. No reapplying, no renewal or any of that. What about the initial process? How do you get it? Just as easy. All you need is a thousand dollars guaranteed income. So you show them what your taxes or your bank account? Social Security, because it has to be lifetime income. Okay. So any pension, Social Security, corporate pension, you know, that can be verified as a lifetime income over a thousand or more. And then that's your minimum income requirement. Then you would add two fifty. Oh yeah, then you would add two fifty for any dependent. That and clean background and a clean health certificate. And then on the once you receive your temporary visa, you're afforded all these benefits, anywhere from ten to twenty-five to thirty percent on a list, a laundry list, and of different services: medical, dental, restaurants, lodging. So Panama treats its pensioners, it's jubilados very well. That's okay. that's their safety net. And so those that come in as residents, we get to partake of that benefit. Are there any other countries that come close to that? Come you- close, come close. But <laughs> when you put it all together, Panama is, is hands down. When you put it all together, Panama is hands down. I, I okay. think of Portugal is coming close. Hmm. I think of maybe uh, Ecuador is coming close. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause we've done a bunch of shows on Portugal. In fact, one of our listeners said that if you do another show on Portugal, it's going to be too comical, but you know, <laughs> we got to keep plowing. I want to cover every sure. part, every corner of Portugal too. Sure. <laughs> all right. So go on. Yeah. If you put it, like I said, if you put it all together, Panama does just have the best retirement visa hands oh, down. Oh. Okay. And, and it operates on the U.S. dollar, which really makes it, again, very Easy. convenient to come here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you, so do you think that the people in Panama treat elders a lot better than people in the U.S. treat elders? Oh, for sure. Give us some yeah, examples. I mean, seniors can take advantage of some discounts in the U.S., you know, but they're so arbitrary. They probably can be taken away or somehow subsidized back off to the poor senior in the beginning anyway. Panama's retirement benefits are law. So, I mean, they're guaranteed. And then there's this culture of just taking care of elders. You know, you have three, four home generations, and that's that just is not a thing in, in the U.S. too yeah. much. Yeah, overall, and then you can see it in the streets and public places. You know, 
people routinely give up their seats and have respect for elderly and, and things of that nature. So, yeah. That's important. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. So let's talk about money. When you you try different areas, like you mentioned before, Boca del Torre. Boca del Toro. Okay, del Toro. Oh. And then uh, you wound up. You're also in, in Panama City, right? Yeah, and you wound up in David. So tell us why David. Yeah. In a nutshell, affordability. More, more so than the others? Oh, yeah, because, you know, I had just come off a lease in Panama City on the main street, Avenida Balboa, for a year as I, as I tried to jumpstart the business. And frankly, you know, it, it was draining my resources. So, you know, in order to survive along a timetable that I, I have implemented, which, you know, we're hitting critical red, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I had to seek more affordable rent. Okay. So that's where it is, is in Cherokee province. Mm-hmm. So what does that rent numbers look like? Give us, um, give the, us a flavor. The average in David. Yeah. I'm going to say the average in David for two bedroom, either apartments or homes, you very seldom find more than one ba- bathroom. So okay. that's a little disheartening because, mm-hmm. you know, we like our two bathrooms. Even one person like two bathrooms. <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I know. I don't get it. You know, I grew up with like one bathroom, seven kids, but but yeah. I wouldn't mind two bathrooms. But, you know, some people have like five bathrooms and we, it's not we enough. We only have one and a half. I've long been a one person, two bath person. You know, you have company. You wanna, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Let them have their own bathroom. Right. Yeah. So, That's true. Um, so the average two bedroom. Oh, yeah. Average two bedroom. You can probably get a good, a nice apartment for two fifty, two seventy five. A three bedroom, one bath. Nice. Not not too old. Fairly fresh. And I'm I'm gonna distinguish it from Panamanian style homes because I've lived in one of those too. And and huge home. It was three bedroom, one bath, three fifty, and that included all utilities. So that oh was goodness. that was what I first moved into when I left Panama City. Okay. I moved into a Panamanian neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The home was thir- about thirty years old, but it was you know it was a nice layout. And there are a few apartments in David, not a whole lot of apartments, but a few apartments. So they tend to be a little bit more furnished. Still only one bath. So okay. those are gonna those are gonna average a little higher. I'm gonna say closer to maybe four fifty five hundred in David. Still in David, which is a main like thorough. So if you're getting in the seven eight hundred and up range for rent in David. You're really paying for nicer homes, newer homes, believe it or not. Maybe a second bath. So that's $7,800 a month on up. That's in David. Okay. And does that include utilities? Some cases, utilities. It all depends. Okay. So when you say utilities, are we talking specifically about gas, electric, and so forth? We're definitely talking about water, electricity, trash. Gas, they may, you know, you're not going to, you might have one or both, but usually you're going to have one or the other. You're going to have gas, which means you're not going to have hot water throughout the house necessarily, unless it's a newer apartment. Because, oh. you know, Panamanians for the most part don't don't utilize hot showers like we Americans do. What do you mean? So you're taking a cold shower? Or a lukewarm shower. This is tropical season. This oh, is- oh, oh, okay, okay. As a characteristic thing, you'll find a lot of places where hot water is definitely a plus. Yeah, I'll <laughs> say, especially if you like hot showers, you know. 
Stand right. under that hot shower. Yeah. And if it's plumbed throughout the house, mm. as opposed to what they call suicide showers, where they. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. no tell, tell, tell us, because uh, mm-hmm. our audience, some people may not know. Yeah. So, so and I don't know where the term suicide shower came from, but it's, it's a, it's a shower head that's been electrically heated <laughs> to produce hot water. And it's all wrapped tight and and and, and, and metal casing and whatnot, but that's your hot shower. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think I know where the suicide came from. Yeah, <laughs> it's like see ya. It's nice knowing you. Okay. What are the costs would be involved if you get one of these very affordable rentals? You've got to get Wi-Fi, internet. Wi-Fi can be included. Like I've been in, in a couple of situations where all my utilities were included. And that's since I've been here in Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And it can be the same in Panama City. You know, it's very varied in, in that regard. Some places okay. you'll have to have your own cable and Wi-Fi. The more expensive, okay, the, the less expensive places, they tend to throw it in there. Have you had to pay on your own for any of these? And what do those numbers look like? Yeah, at one, at one point, um, especially when I was last year living in Panama City in one of the nice high rises with the gorgeous view. Oh, wow. I paid all my utilities. I paid all with the exception of water and trash. Yeah, but what? how much was that kind of? Give us an idea. Yeah, um, the AC in the city can vary depending on neighborhood. And then I would utilize uh, what is known as my discount. Remember, I was telling you, you get discounts on various services and everything. So that includes electricity. So I would definitely use my discuento to reduce (laughs) my electric bill. In the city, you got to pay more for electricity. You can you can pay on average, depending on how you use your AC, three fifty easy a month. Wow, three hundred and fifty dollars a month. Easy. And that's average across the city. Some areas lower, some areas right in there at three fifty a month, depending on how you're using your AC. A lot of folks use their AC 24 seven because yeah. it's hot in Panama. Yeah. So that's right? a lot. I mean, that's in the city. Come to Cherokee, you may with the same amount of usage spend 125, 175, maybe 200 a month, depending on again, how you're using that AC. Okay. Okay. But in David, right? Yeah. You're going to need that AC in David. You're going to run it. And that's about 200 or so a month. Yeah, I would say about 200 or so. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And this is year round or is the weather that hot year round? Well, in the rainy season, which is a good eight months, which, you know, we're almost at the tail end with October and November being the rainiest months, Mm -hmm. you can get away with less AC. You know, it is humid. So when it's, not raining, it's it's humid. So okay, and that's why a lot of people like Bocchetti because Bocchetti offers a little bit of a respite. It's yeah. not as hot and humid. The temperatures do chill down toward the end of the day and evening. So a lot of American expats love the climate in Bocchetti. Okay, and that's because of the the altitude, I guess. The altitude, of course. See. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't mind the humidity, huh? I'm a tropical girl. I tell you, more, you know, tropical I mean, girl from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I just have a quick question about Panama City. You said you lived in a high rise apartment building. What's the rent like there? Oh, yeah, that's that's top dollar rent. And, it, and it's been going up. I mean, Panama, you know, they think very highly of their real estate. You'll win a hard fought battle 
you know, to get them to reduce rates. I had a pandemic rate when I first leased the apartment. We were smack dab in the middle of pandemic. She didn't have any renters. She had her last renters had to scoot back to the U.S. or or U.K., wherever they were from. Mm -hmm. So I got a pandemic rate of twelve hundred a month, which, you know, I was loving. It was that was about as much as much as I wanted to afford. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and, And that's so that's a really good deal. That was a good deal. And what did you that know, include? It was still one bath? It was two bedrooms, two baths. Oh, wow. Ooh. It had a gorgeous view. I had hot water. My water and trash was paid. I had to pay for Wi-Fi electric. Yeah, Wi-Fi electric because I didn't have gas. Wow. So Boquete and Panama City offered the extra bathroom, the cooler weather, but you still yeah, went to David. Really expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that just underscores, you know, the sacrifices I needed to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Got it, got it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's move on to, I want to talk about healthcare because I know that that's, for me right now, I'm kind of like going in one off, one doctor's office coming out another and Gene the same. So let's talk about that. What's it like in David? They have a great hospital, a couple of good hospitals here. I have heard no complaint. Thankfully, I'm a wellness patient. I try to see as little as a doctor's office as I possibly can. Oh, here, here. But you do have, you, you hear things. And, and for the most part, they've all been good, positive things. I would not really have a concern about the, the degree of medical care that you would receive here in Panama. Well, have you found a primary care, you know, someone once you... When I go somewhere, I kind of want to get settled in. And if there's an issue or you yeah. go to urgent care, I guess. No, there's a there was a clinic I utilized regularly in Panama City simply because they had English speaking staff and they were very competent. They were a little on the high side, though, because they did cater to American expats. Right. Mm. But here in where I'm at here in Cherokee, yes, I have managed to find me a nice little quaint general practitioner and very satisfied with uh, the care that I've received. And you talk nice. about affordable. I mean, office visits, five dollars, seven dollars, you know, total blood work. I think I only spend like one hundred and fifty dollars for wow. a full panel and everything. Wow. Good, uh, good, good. So yeah. you, you pay out of pocket. You don't have private yeah. insurance. I'm self-insured. Oh, self-insured. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was that way back in the States. Oh, really? Yeah. I, had, I was that way back in the States. I could not afford Obamacare. I made too much money. Mm-hmm. Couldn't afford Obamacare. And then a premium for for wellness patient? Come on. Yeah, right. a lot of money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that was one of the main reasons I left. The U.S. healthcare system is atrocious. It is. Here, here, I agree. So, what about other types of, I guess, healthcare, vision care, dental? Is that easily attainable? Absolutely. I've, I've just finished my round of those appointments. i um, just finished my vision exams, two new sets of glasses, you know, for oh, less wow. than $300. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. My, my dental, same thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. And then Panama City has John Hopkins. You know, they have a John Hopkins affiliate. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't get better. The, right. Yeah. So the so the healthcare here is is very respectable and, and certainly more affordable. And it won't it won't bankrupt you. I mean that's because <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that's a big concern for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, yeah, if something yeah. happens, oh, I have to go back to the States and so you've gotta you've gotta check those things out carefully. And it's not to say you won't have a need to get back to what's comfortable for you for your best care. You know, I'm not 
I'm not discouraging people, you know, from seeking uh, U.S. medical attention as they feel warranted. But I'm just saying, don't have that. Don't let that be a concern for you to think about Panama, especially if you're in physical good shape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Let's move on to so your day to day. Can you walk to a coffee shop nearby? Are you that kind of person? Like me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love walking. And Panama is a walking type country. Wherever I've been, I was able to walk. So you don't to, need a car? No, no. I have not had transportation. I don't miss transportation driving around. Right now, I have it so convenient as far as transportation. And that means a lot. I can walk right outside my driveway, hop on a bus for 30 cents, well, 70 cents to get me from right outside my driveway down to Davies. Really? How long is that? 20 minutes. Oh, 20 minutes. Okay. And when you do food shopping, is that where you go? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I go and I take my two or three recyclable bags and I bring just enough back that I can carry comfortable knowing I'm going to get dropped right off in front of my driveway. Nice. Very convenient. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) I'll bet. I'll bet. That means a lot. Yeah. So do you like shop by the week? Because I know there are people who like to take their car and fill up for two weeks or so. But if you can eat fresh, right, you don't need that. Fresh. I go get the veggies I want to cook for the day or something like that. Because in addition to hopping on a a bus, we call them coasters to go into David. Mm -hmm. That's the main transportation, which I really want to come back to in a minute. Because that's really one of the advantages of Cherokee and what I like about David and this area is the transportation network. But if you were to hop on one of the little coasters and go down to David in 20 minutes, you can you can do some major shopping. Or right here in Delega, I can just simply walk a five, less than 10 minute walk and get fresh veggies at, on the main street. Fresh avocados that they don't they they don't produced up in Bocchetti, fresh cauliflower. Oh, and you talk about affordable prices for fresh veggies. That was another reason I came to Cherokee. Affordability, housing, and food costs, fresh veggies. Okay. Do people buy homes or for the expats for the most part do they rent? Both. Folks do with their preference. Uh, we do encourage people to rent for a year first, you know, unless, you know, you really feel strongly about property that, you know, you're after. And some folks do feel, you know, that way. And that's, that's fine. It's just that it's, it's a tough market to sell. And, you know, when you come into a new country, there's plenty of pitfalls you can fall off into. Me personally, I'm not interested in buying property here in Panama. I don't fall in love. My name has been on enough mortgages. I'm done with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, because Jean's like, oh, I want to buy a home. And I have no problems renting. I mean, growing up, I was renting until we had our first home. And then when we did have our home, my father's hands were full fixing this. And then we had a tenant who needed that at three in the morning. No, thanks. Yeah, I mean, same here, Gil. If I happen to meet someone and they want to do home ownership, then okay, I'll support you. But me personally, not. Okay, good to know. (laughs) All right. Say you want to get out of there. How far is the nearest airport? David. David has an airport to take you into Panama City or take you to, well, that's the main run back and forth to Panama City. It's less than an hour. And then it also will take you to San Jose and Costa Rica. 
and possibly a few other little places I'm not really quite sure about. But yeah, it's it's a very little active, nice airport that flies mm-hmm. mainly commuter, shuttle, back and forth Panama City. Okay. And if you wanted to come back to the States, where'd you go? What would your route be? Well, I'm actually going to do that November 10th for a quick visit. And I'm, I'm going the affordable route and I'm going to bring in this transportation aspect again. Yeah. So Panama as a country has a very extensive cross-country bus network, okay. you know, coach buses, big coach buses. Okay, so that's how you get around, get around from Panama City to Bocas del Toro. That's like a 10, 12-hour bus ride that you can take from Panama City to David, a very common and busy route. They run buses all day long. It's a six, seven-hour ride. Okay. Whoa, so wow. that's so, so yeah, but you have express buses at night that run six hours. So I took that one uh, a week or so ago. I had to go in and, and do some paperwork relative to my upcoming um, visit to the States. Mm-hmm. And so I just did a quick turnaround trip, took a night bus in, got in very early, got to the agencies I needed to deal with, got done what I needed to deal with, rested for a couple of minutes, uh, well, a couple of hours actually at, at a at a friend's house after we had lunch. We got on the bus the same night coming back and was back <laughs> here in Dolega. So that was a quick 24-hour trip. Now, you, you not too many people can do that. How much did it cost me? Less than $25, $12. $12 wow. one way, each way. This is back and forth Panama City. That's wow, so that's good. Great. Are these buses comfortable? Big coach, comfortable yeah. buses. Oh, long, they're, they're not long, like... Okay. No, the only discomfort is is that they're freezing. They they will have that AC cranked up, so you got to oh. be bundled up. I okay. don't know why, but so that's the only discomfort is that the buses are cold. Do they have restrooms? Yeah, they have a restroom, which you know. Well, that's important to Gene. You have to understand. This is a personal question here. Okay. <laughs> they have a pit stop as as well. If you don't do the express, if you mm-hmm. do the express, you're going straight through. And so okay. that's like a five hour, five and a half hour ride. And then there's certainly a, a toilet on, you know, a bathroom on, on the bus. Okay. Thank so, you for that. So I sent you some pictures of the David terminal and that's where all the action is day yeah. and night. Little white coaster buses that are like the community buses that'll take you to all these little different communities. And then you have the big coach buses that run up and down the road, Panama City, Focus their Toro, other other long distance uh, destinations, but the transportation network is the hub above of Panama because people take advantage of it. the The cost is so affordable, so reasonable, mm-hmm. and so it must get crowded, right? It can get very crowded. Oh God! Thank God for that AC. That's when you need it. Yeah, so that's that's when I decided I was going to start taking the express overnight buses because they're not as crowded. Nice. But during the day, man, yeah, they, they're pretty much jammed full. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying you go, you're going to the States. So how do you, do you fly out of David or do you fly out of Panama City? Okay, good, good. Uh, bring me back because that was what Gil was asking me. How, how am I going to fly out to the States? Well, I'm going to get on this bus from David to Panama overnight and it's going to get me in Panama City wee hours in the morning like 4:35. You know, I have the option of scooting right to the airport to make my 10 o'clock flight. So the bus to Panama City from David, I could take a flight, but 
you know, it's it's like a hundred dollars and it's only gonna cost me twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, if you if you're not in a rush, I mean, what's the big deal? You're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. read a book. Yeah. And I'm not in no rush. Not right. not at this point in time that that I feel that oh I got to plop a hundred dollars down just to you know not take the bus. So right. I'm taking the bus. Okay. I agree. And so then I'll be on a flight. They used to be nonstop, but they're not nonstop anymore. So it's not a bad flight. It's a nine hour flight. But you you used to be able to get back and forth to Panama nonstop six hours either to Atlanta or LAX. They don't have those anymore. Uh, oh, so. okay. Okay. New day, you know, yeah. COVID and everything mm-hmm. has changed how airlines schedule everything now. Yeah. So you, you're going back, you're going to fly into LAX? Actually, Orange County. Oh, okay. Okay. Because that's where I'm going to be, Orange County. I have right. to be convenient. So (laughs) it's costing me a little little more to fly in Orange County, but I figure it saves me on the Uber and all the stress and what for me having to get to LAX in Orange County. I ain't want to be bothered with that. Yeah, that's when you got to pull out the credit cards, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you for a moment on the fun end of things in Chiriki or David, what's there to do for entertainment? Well, you know, that's that's a good question. I really um well where I'm at right now, we we have a nice time. We have a great dinner, and then we do some karaoke and we play bingo. Okay. <laughs> so that's, so funny. that's so Wait, that's, you play do you speak Spanish? Very oh, little. But you understand the numbers when they're yelling out bingo or yes, is it in English? That's, that's how I'm learning. I says oh, how I'm cuatro. starting with them numbers. You know, for the most part, I think Boquete offers a very good entertainment, nightlife, mm-hmm. a lot of live music. David does have two movie theaters. As far as live entertainment, just local in the restaurants, it's, it's, it's been my experience. So it's kind of laid back, low key. But between David and Boquete, if you if you're really into nightlife, you, you, you can find some satisfying outings. Yeah, yeah, I could do without that. What about like shopping? Now, David is the place to be. And are, the, are the prices better than the U.S.? I mean, like what kind of things? Overall, I'm going to say the prices are better. There are a lot of U.S. imports here that you're going to pay a little bit more for. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned Price Mart, which is like a Costco. Mm-hmm. A lot of U.S. stuff. Prices aren't too bad. They're just, you know, David is just... It's just a menagerie of just shopping and vendors on the streets and their city malls, you know. A lot of bargaining, huh? A lot of bargaining, a lot of (laughs) merchandise. You know, you can't go in David, turn around without looking at merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) So are there a lot of expats around you where you are? I'm going to say a splattering. There's a splattering of us expats here in Delega. We've had dinner here uh, one evening, um, but don't tend to see each other running into each other. No. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming like a lot of these markets, it's like full of expats and tourists, right? That would be in Boquete. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but what about where you are? It's a smaller town. It's oh. a very smaller town. I like small and quiet. It's a walkable town. I walk down the little main street. Are you near yeah. parks and hills and stuff like yes. that? Parks and river streams. Mm-hmm. The transportation factor that I can just hop on that coaster and get into David, do what I need to do, or take the, the bus in the opposite direction, go to Boquete. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. right between David and Boquete. So it makes it to be a real central location. Yeah. How long is that ride to Boquete? 
about 20, 25 oh, minutes. Oh, oh so that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing if you want some noise and action, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of outdoor activities that you can take advantage of. Um, they're near the hot springs and caldera. Mm -hmm. They have zip line, lots of waterfalls, horseback riding. Yeah, um, Bocanti is a outdoorsman type person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gene, what were you did, saying? Did you say Boquete or David has all those things? Boquete. Oh, okay. okay. And how are the restaurants around David? Where you are, yeah. Yeah, where you are. I haven't I, I haven't done a lot of restaurants okay. in Davi. Oh, so you but cook a lot. I do. I do. Okay. I cook a lot. And then Bocchetti has has a better selection of, you know, the more fancier restaurants because it's it's appealing to more of the expats. Mm -hmm. Davi, not so much. So there there could be some great local restaurants in Davi. Okay. But when but, you have guests that come to visit and so forth, do you take them into Boquete then or do you Actually, there's a very nice restaurant here in Dolega. It's where I take my people. Actually, even people from Boquete have come here to Dolega. But oh. it would certainly be uh, Boquete if I had out-of-town guests, if I were not to take them to this place where I do now, which is called Paradise Gourmet, right here in Dolega. It's a very nice. top-rated restaurant, Panamanian-style, but just very nice, very affordable, good food. And I found it my first night here. So I've been very... Um, You're um, a regular, huh? I'm a regular. Very I love it. The service, the menu. So that's a great question. I get to plug Paradise Gourmet, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love being a regular wherever I go because then it's like mm -hmm. such a, I don't know, you feel good. You know, yeah, they know what you want like and family. you get the treatment. Serious. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. And yeah. we'll give you the treatment. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. I, I have a question. Can you tell us a little about your business and, and what exactly you provide and what's the name of it? Oh, okay. So BLAST, <laughs> which which is an, an acronym for Better Living Abroad, Stylishly Together. Oh, now, okay. It used to be Boomers Living Abroad, which right. it still can be. So yeah. it's a multi-purpose B. <laughs> <laughs> You are hilarious. So so what do you do for these people? Yeah, I, I provide coaching assistance, support, guidance, resources. I hold your hand if you need be. I had a client who really needed all of that and, and I provided it for her. And, and she's so thankful because, you know, there are a lot of single ladies my age, retirement age, who, you know, for one reason or the other, can't be that independent enough, move abroad like I did. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Decided it, boom, it's happening. <laughs> no, no. So honestly, because there are people, yeah. I, I often think that if I were just to go alone, like I was uh, reading an article yesterday and this woman said, you know, there's no better time. If I overthink this, it's not going to happen. So I'm just going to go for it. And you can't stop that movement once you start right and then you do it and then i think once you do it that first time i think that's the toughest one right it's like going out to eat by yourself that first time you know i remember the first time i went to eat out by myself i was a little paranoid i was like people must think i'm like a loser or something I'm <laughs> sitting here by myself but you know no but once you get to also a certain age you're comfortable you under your skin yeah. you know you don't give a crap what people think <laughs> And so that's my ideal client, you know, that that woman who knows, well, you know, maybe I need just a little bit of help who that value coaching, you know, yeah. coaching can go a long way to help you, you know, get jump started, keep you on track, 
give you that support you need. Within the last 12 months, well, more like a year and a half, have assisted three ladies mm. to actually pick up and move to Panama. Wow. wow. And is their number one concern safety? Even though Panama is so, po- you know, so safe. What is their number one concern? Safety, you know, again, is one of those media biases or whatever. Yeah. I've never, I've never felt unsafe in Panama. There's policia everywhere, uh, very uh, visible in certain areas. Of course, know. these neighborhoods you don't want to be going into, you know, uh, main areas, tourist areas. Folks are out all evening. It's safe. It's not an issue. Okay. It's not an issue. It hasn't been. If somebody wants to find you, how do they find your company? What's the easiest way? Is it the website? Yeah, my website, Jane, blastboomer.com. One word. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I'm going to be starting up um, group tours again early 2023. I had kind of been on a hiatus with the group tours, just mm-hmm. doing the small individual tours. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, coaching. Feel free if you if you have any questions or feel like you want that support. I'm talking to your listeners now. Feel free to <laughs> you know, stop on by. Oh, yeah. I might be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's ask you as we wrap up, what advice do you have for people looking at retirement? I mean, so many of our guests have been like yourself, you know, semi-retired. It's like, you can't just let go. You got to still do something. What's your advice? Well, you know, keeping in with with my motto is never too late. You know, you have to get that mindset straight. That's the main thing. Get your mindset straight and, and do what you need to do to get the mindset straight. You yeah. know, coach can help you can help you with that as well. But there's a couple of things, you know, you do want to consider. Let me you know, apart from the mindset, patient, it's not home. You have to leave Dorothy at the at the front door <laughs> you know, in the country. So yeah. this is not home. So have yeah. patience. Things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. And then even be more patient. <laughs> is that number two? <laughs> I love you. And then, you know, know, know what it is why you're going so that when things might not seem to be going the way you expect them, because, you know, that's the other thing. You want to come with as few expectations as possible. And then you'll be able to be flexible and appreciate the differences of living abroad. Acclimate, assimilate better because you don't want to be one of those six months or a year and a half down the road after you've spent a lot of expense and effort and invested time. And oh, well, I guess it's not for me. I need to, you know, so mm-hmm. just know for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it's kind of hard, right? To know for sure. Well, part of that, Gil, is, is taking tours, taking look seats. Spending time, like four weeks to six weeks, yeah. you know, to, uh, is this just the bug I'm feeling or is right. this it's just the fad I want to be a part of since right, so many right. people, okay. So yeah, you know, there's, there's ways to invest before you make that big investment of relocating and downsizing. And, but you, you still know. have that storage in Orange County, right? Why are you not it's, letting go of that? Well, I would have let go of it two years ago had it not been pandemic. So I got caught. Pandemic got me off my schedule on that story. So Mm -hmm. now I see a little light in the tunnel where I can go in there and pick it up, Mm -hmm. you know. Because that's got to cost a penny. 
it was, you know, it got to a point it was going up five, six dollars every year. So four years is long enough. The smallest one, I, I'm, I think I'm paying like one thirty three a month right now. And yeah, mm. it's more that than be, that. That could be rent in uh, David. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> At least my utilities. So um I'm saying, yeah, plus I have room for stuff now. I, at first, I didn't have enough room to bring it. But now mm-hmm. that I do. But also, I think, like you said, that's very psychological, right? I mean, you have to because mm-hmm. to me, a storage facility or a storage bin, what have you, is a, is this kind of attachment Serious. to the home base, right? And I guess that for me, that would kind of feel comfortable. That psychology, yeah. 130 a month therapy. Yeah. Um, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. No, I mean, if you haven't used the stuff in four years, right? I mean, do you know what's in there? That's true. But there are there are a couple of things I'm dying to get my hands back on to 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 bring them back into use. So there's only like maybe five things out of that whole storage that that I really miss. Like like what? Can you share or is that private? A big green egg. What? A what? A big green egg. The big green egg. Egg, that smoker griller thingy. Oh my god! <laughs> That's in Brooklyn. You might not barbecue that much. No, we, we, we barbecue. We live in backyard. We barbecue. Oh we have a little god. backyard, but we barbecue. We, yeah, I had no idea what you were saying. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is <laughs> so, so funny. funny. Okay, okay. Yes, I can't wait to get my hands back on my big green egg and do <laughs> smoke and barbecue. Oh. <laughs> See? And and I have a sleep number bed, you know. I I, I miss my my king size sleep number, so now I have room for it. And um, I have a I have one of those um, slow motion Vita June juice Vitamix. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. expensive. Oh, okay, that, all right. I, I use that. Yeah, that's all right. Good. So so okay. you've you've lived without the Vitamix for four years. What have you been doing? And I miss the heck out of it. I miss I miss making the smoothies the way I used yes. to make my Smoothies. I need the smoothies too. Yeah, but you yeah. have a you have a cheap ninja thing. You have a vitamin. You can buy another one. <laughs> okay. All right. And you can't replace that. You can't replace that here in Panama. Okay. Oh. So I see. And so and so part of that visa benefit is that you can bring your household goods tax free up up to a ten thousand dollar value. Well, I'm nowhere near that, yeah, but that's yeah, okay. still one of the benefits that you know the only expense then is just transportation costs. Yeah, is that and a they've lot? Gone up, and they've gone up. They've gone up in the last two years. So so yeah, I'm I'm really making a breakneck to get this storage closed out, like Gil says, close all my little ties to the U.S. I won't have any ties at this point other than extended family. Okay. You must really miss that green egg. If you're bringing that- I do. <laughs> God. Okay. All right. Wait, go back the list of uh, advice. Okay. Getting ready to mention learn the language. Mm-hmm. It's mainly Spanish, right? It's not like dialects or different types. Your basic Spanish will get you by. Panamanian has a certain dialect that's different from Mexican Spanish. Your basic Spanish will, will, will suit you fine. Okay. You know, right. and then of course, you know, you can always use Google Translate, but the locals appreciate it immensely when they see you're taking the effort to, yeah. to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it makes it enriches the experience as well. Just, you know, try to be generous. You're a guest until, you know, you have your residency and and still you're a guest. You're you're not a (laughs) citizen. You're Mm -hmm. you're, you're a resident. So I know for Panama, it's a good five-year process to become a citizen. And it's really not even all that easy to become one so really? it's not is there, a, is there like a written test yes a written <gasps> test oh my god yeah i hate tests no more tests for us no <laughs> more tests that damn yeah. bar exam which i took oh, more than i took more than once okay sure no shame in that <laughs> you did it oh my god that was nerve-wracking you you're tidying it all up by planning, you know, mm-hmm. just plan, yeah. plan as much as you can, get you a coach, plan, and you'll know when it's time to go. <laughs> you will? You and promise? Me, you will know. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that, Joyce. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, my dear friend. Uh-huh. Uh anything else? Have we left out anything? Give us some like gems, all right, before we uh go. Yeah, why why do you love it so much? I can see it on your face. You're so happy. (laughs) So nice. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you. What really struck me was how much it rains here. And and I don't mind the rain. I I, quite actually love the rain. But I didn't realize how much it rained here in Cherokee. And it makes sense because, you know, Cherokee is considered the breadbasket of Panama. A lot of the produce, a lot of a lot of the uh, their basic goods are, are produced here in in Boquete especially. Well, it rains. <laughs> it has rained every day. Maybe a couple of occasions where we had um, maybe a thirty-six hour window, or, or maybe one forty-eight hour window when it really? hasn't. For how this long? Is, this has been since mid-April. You're oh kidding. Goodness. It's like six Maybe. months of rain. Well, it's more like an eight month rainy season. So we still have October and November to go. So are you always leaving the house with an umbrella? Always for rain and for sun. So I always have an umbrella for Wait, rain. But, and but sun. during the day, like my next home, I have to have a lot of sun because I get sad a lot. You know, that sad thing. Mm-hmm. So we don't get that much because our house faces, I don't know, but I really want a lot of sun. So while it rains, is there part of the day that's sunny? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's important. So you'll get your sun. Can you see? Well, you can't tell, but yeah, I'm a little sunstruck. I, I try to get my vitamin D. So I go yeah, out that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so you can garden a lot too, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that was one of the things. It was something about that transportation again. Okay, so this was a gem on 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 my transportation uh, subject. I'm I'm headed to David to pick up a few groceries, and then this balladeer jumps on, and just starts playing his guitar and serenading us travelers on the bus. On the coast bus, you know. Now you might find that on a New York subway, oh, but yeah. oh yeah, and more, <laughs> and more, right? Oh yeah. And, and, but he was, you know, he just hopped on, and he sounded so good too. And and you know, he was just looking for a few change, a little few coins, and so you know, we gave him some. Everyone always gets on with a buenos dias, buenas. So the transportation aspect here is just so pleasant. Oh, that's why <laughs> you know. it's it's a very comforting ride. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, let me see. Make sure I didn't forget a goodie. Have a goal. Know what it is you're wanting to have in terms of an expatriate lifestyle. Immerse yourself in the language and try to live amongst the locals. You know, expat communities are fine, but, you know, stretch yourself out a little bit. Try yep. try yep. local community for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, you know, Jean, we're very fortunate, you know, to have met you because uh, if we may join one of your group tours. Thank you. Well, it's been my pleasure. You guys are great to talk to. Oh, uh, so. you too. You're thank, fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Stay in touch. All right. All right. Thank you guys. You so All right. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well.